news networks are not even getting clicks like that. So this shows like there's an opportunity for this, what we're doing here on this show. On that, this topic, I think this is the video. I really hope it is. And y'all bear with me. It's only 10 minutes and we're going to, I'm probably going to stop this as it goes. I hope this is the right one. Currently in the United States, we are experiencing a baby formula shortage, leaving parents across the U.S. rushing store to store, hunting for formula amongst the empty shelves. So I wanted to cover this latest shortage, the reasons behind it, and also some solutions and resources for parents. But before we get started, so list NPC fact checkers who have the absolute privilege of watching my video. Is this medical advice? Is any of what I'm about to say medical advice? No, it isn't. It never is, y'all. It's only observations, analysis, and consideration of historical lessons and methods. So keep it moving. Can y'all think of anything more distressing than the prospect of not being able to feed your baby? And how about that timing, right during the whole Supreme Court leak of the Roe versus Wade reversal? By the way, since when does the Supreme Court leak anything? It's interesting, isn't it? Very. For the formula shortage, the latest numbers posted today. Wait, I got to pause on that because the thing about the, um, we talked about that in the show about that um, leakage coming out of the Supreme Court about the about Roe versus Wade. And yeah, that is really kind of weird. When I saw this video, that was one of the things she said that kind of made my brain kind of wander a bit. You know, it's like, because I hadn't really thought about it that, you know, like, okay, when does the Supreme Court leak anything? They, like, it had to be on purpose. I think I did say that, though, in the other video. But still, like, it's still, like, I think about it more, and I'm like, hmm, what is the what is the real agenda like? You know what I'm saying? Why would they leak that? Yeah, I'm I gonna, got you. I'm going to play some more. They reflect that, quote, about 40% of large retail stores are out of stock with more than half of U.S. states seeing out-of-stock rates between 40 and 50 percent, end quote. Now, in an effort to keep shelves stocked, retailers are limiting purchases to a few containers per customer, which I can confirm I have seen signs for purchase limits at stores around me, and the shelves have been pretty bare for a while. You should know that just a handful of companies account for the entire U.S. supply of baby formula, quote, Industry executives say that the constraints began last year as the COVID-19 pandemic led to disruptions in ingredients, labor, and transportation. Supplies were further squeezed by parents stockpiling during lockdowns, end quote. There is also this whole issue about a major formula plant being shut down for contamination issues. There was a recall of several major formula brands back in February, which resulted in the shutdown of the Sturgis, Michigan, Abot Nutrition Facility after four incidents developed bacterial infections. After consuming formula from this facility, and two of those four babies sadly died. What's weird about this contamination and shutdown of the facility is that the FDA inspectors inspected the facility back in March, and while they found lax safety protocols and bacteria on several surfaces, none of the bacterial strains matched the ones they collected from the four babies. So the FDA doesn't have an explanation of how the contamination occurred and even says the facility isn't responsible for the bacteria and was likely not the source of the infection at all. But still, the FDA won't reopen the facility despite this. 
even stranger is that on May 10th, the FDA released a statement about what they were doing to combat this formula shortage. And one of their actionables is that they were not objecting to Abbott Nutrition releasing product. You know, the same product they suspected killed two babies. And they're releasing this product to, quote, individuals needing urgent life-sustaining supplies of certain specialty and metabolic formulas on a case-by-case -case basis that have been on hold at their Sturgis facility because, quote, access to these products may outweigh the potential risk of bacterial infection. Really? End quote. Also, I find this interesting. At the bottom of their statement is them saying that the FDA continues to advise against making infant formulas at home. So to summarize, COVID government enforced lockdowns led to disruptions in the supply chain that affected baby formula as well. And now a huge producer has been shut down by the FDA, causing even more shortages, but the FDA might release their bacteria-laden powder formula if you beg hard enough. <laughs> but be sure not to make your own formula at home because that's dangerous, according to the FDA. Did y'all hear that? <laughs> did y'all get, get her point, like what she's pointing out there? Like, they're like, okay, and then we just, I guess at the time of her recording this video, they hadn't reopened the factory, but I want to say in the video we just played, they said that they reopened that same factory. And then it's like, uh, she said, if you beg hard enough, we'll give you our bacteria-laden <laughs> uh, baby formula. And then she's like, the FDA is like, it's okay. I mean, at first we said it wasn't cool, but, you know, it's okay. I mean, it might be a little bit of bacteria in there. I mean, only a few babies died anyways, but whatever you do, don't make no uh, formula at home. That's dangerous. That's crazy. I'm going to play some more. What's up, Doc? Now, okay, I've seen a lot of discourse about the shortage online, and I want to take a moment to address that. There's a lot of, why don't these lazy mothers just breastfeed their babies? Formula is toxic anyway, so this is a good thing there's a shortage. I find all of this commentary super callous, even though I agree that these powdered formulas aren't the greatest. Like the number one doctor recommended brands of infant formula in the United States have their first ingredient as high fructose corn syrup. Why? But in case you live in total ignorance, not all mothers can breastfeed even if they want to. So according to you, should their babies just starve then? Is that is that what you want? You believe that what they're pumping into the water is turning the freaking frogs gay? But having no effect on women's hormones, making the titty milk dry up? What do y'all think about that? I really think that she touched on a very important topic right there. Um, so like... Like you want the baby to starve, and then like the 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 argument of like you know it's it is better for the and nobody can argue with that that the baby get the uh, mom's milk, but some like there's a lot of situations. There's some situations where the baby just won't latch on. You know what I'm saying? There's some situations where the the you know the mom struggles with it. You know what I'm saying? She has a lot of pain or whatever. So like there's a, or the milk just don't come out. Like there's a whole bunch of reasons. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, but because there's women that conceive babies that their body doesn't even produce milk, and they can be healthy, healthy women, women that eat and live a healthy, lead a healthy lifestyle. But you know, it's the hormones within the body, you know, that their body just don't produce milk, bro. And there's <laughs> a lot of that, but you know, that must be coming from men, a lot of men saying that shit. 
Yeah, so it's kind of disheartening. And um, it, it's this this patriarchal-ass attitude anyways, wanting to control the women. That's what I'll be saying all the time anyways. Let me play some more. Really? I'm not part of the Fed is best crowd because breast milk is supreme, but there are so many factors at play here that sabotage new moms. Firstly, birth has historically been an event where grandma, sisters, aunts, experienced moms in the family have been present to guide and advise new mothers, especially in regards to nursing, but... That's super important too. She's touching on so much good shit. And like we were talking about earlier about the extended families and like, you know, the village raises the child and how now in society, like a lot of parents, a lot of households only have one parent in them. You know, if there's, if, and, and two parents is not enough to, to with just one child to, to, to give the child the attention that they really need. You know what I mean? The support that they really need because the parents need guidance too. You know what I mean? Like, if they never had a kid before, like, this is not, no, nobody can tell you how to raise your own child. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, like, every child is different. Every parent is different. Every relationship is different. It's too complex for there to be, like, a, a guidelines that's really going to work for every kid. You know what I'm saying? So any guidelines out there that says that they do is bullshit because there's no way that they can work. It's too complex for that. So, you know, somebody who has raised children before can help. And somebody who's raised a child that's very closely related to that child could really help too a lot because they might have a good idea of how some of the tendencies that child may have me meaning the grandparents aunts and uncles and so forth the great grandparents great grand uncle great uncles and great aunts and shit. you know I mean, what i'm saying that's a, that's a good that's a good point but that's a good point but then you think about the fam our family you think about the shit that we grew up saying you know majority of the time the grand the grandparents were nowhere of involved in in the in the mother and father's life to even begin to be involved with the newborn's life but i, I don't know? think that's so, true i think i think my grandma was around grandpa well, was okay around. Well, well maybe you are an exception but you take somebody like me you I think what I'm saying, what I'm saying wow. you're you're a bit younger though. What I'm saying is we've been we're going in that other direction. I think if you go back a generation or two, not that far back, every all, most people had extended families. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when you get true, closer, that's not the case in this day and time. Or even that's my in point. My, gen, my generation, you know, I, I'm 86. You know, born. You know, so. You just think about it back then, you know, like very few minorities had the, even had that type of tight knit family, you know, back then, you know what I'm saying? And even in this day and age, bro, like you think about how young these, you know, a lot of people are having kids where the grandparents are still working, working, you know, work, have their own careers, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just, it's, it's a different day and time. That's what you I'm know, saying. They created this situation. Everybody's on the hamster wheel. Everybody's running. And then you got these single parent ass households. And then you got these people with these attitudes, like the women who say that my kid don't need no dad. Like he's just a sperm donor. Like I can handle everything. I got, I make money. I pay the bills. I don't need no man. You know what I'm saying? My child don't need no man either. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. but society is telling them that, you know, the system is telling them that because what happens is when you don't have that support, who do you run to? The corporations, 
We have an answer for everything. We got a pill for everything. We got a device for everything. We got, you know, you don't need no man. You don't need no family members. You don't need none of that. You know, just just watch our TV shows and order off of Amazon. And you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, you, you good. You, you don't need that. We got you. Uh. So, but meanwhile, you're running on the hamster wheel, paying a car note, paying a mortgage, paying child daycare, after school care. You know what I'm saying? You paying out the ass. Some of these pay, some of that stuff you are paying, you wouldn't have to pay if you had this extended family, this extended unit that was helping you. Like the child getting older, like I'd be using the example of needing a car, a kid, you know, they graduate from high school or maybe they're in high school, they need a car. Maybe the, a single parent, single mom, she can't get, she got two or three kids, she can't get them cars. You get what I'm saying? And stuff like that. Like it's the stuff that you can't get that your extended family steps in on. You get what I'm saying? In healthy yeah. families. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, man. It's, uh, no, nah, I mean, I hear you, bro, but it's it's just it's it's one of those things dude they broke apart a lot of families were broke apart because of this shit, you know and still to this day are broke apart you know because of this same model you know but it's the doc says and they also wonder why their kids turn out to be sociopaths I think the United States breeds fucking sociopaths and it's so fucking sad. Yeah. It's so fucking sad. Let me play some more of her video. It's only 10 minutes and we're already at about five. In the age of medical tyranny and COVID lockdowns, when only the husband is allowed to, allowed to be present for birth, it's so very easy for exhausted, vulnerable mothers to succumb to medical pressure. Ask me how I know. At the hospital, they give you a gift basket, which includes several different brands of formula. And when you've just had a baby and are at the hospital, doctors, nurses, they don't want your baby to lose more than a few ounces from their birth weight before they discharge you. But it can take a while for your milk to come in beyond colostrum, of course. So your baby is going to lose some weight anyway, but the doctors and nurses act like you're committing child abuse and they pressure you to supplement with formula so you can get your baby's birth weight up. After all, it's right there, it's in the gift basket. And when you supplement with formula from the very beginning, it not only stretches your baby's stomach, but it means you aren't emptying your breasts of milk, which is key to building your milk supply. So medical intervention and pressure creates dependency on formula from the early hours of your child's life in these cases. It's so important for mom to be nursing the newborn around the clock to build supply. And these are things experienced moms in the family would tell you because it's a natural process. Every mother deals with this. Every mother who breastfeeds struggles with this. So it's like they it's like they force the mothers to get on the birth control and then they take the damn birth control, I mean the uh the uh baby formula away. You know, it's really weird like, you know, and then they give it back. It's kind of like messing with you right it's like it's like they it's like they're messing with them you know what i mean and then it's like they don't they did the, the whole point of getting you to get on the formula in the first place is so that they can make more money like anybody that's been a parent tell me how much you spent on freaking formula you know uh, yeah. like 
I we remember spending very much. My wife breastfed. Uh, my kids were breastfed for like the first couple of months, and then after that, like almost all of them went went to formula, and um, it was different reasons for different for the different kids, but um, and, and a lot of them did keep breastfeeding them for a while, and was still was you know eventually it was all formula and then food, but whatever. But um. Like I say, I remember spending a whole shit ton of money on fucking formula. Like a lot of money. Like a huge yeah. sum of money, bro. It was it was like the amount of my mortgage, bro. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, that uh that formula was expensive, bro. And I, you know, my heart goes out to the mothers that that can't breastfeed for whatever reason, you know, uh it, it because it's expensive, dude. You know, I, like I said, I just thank God that my wife was able to breastfeed. You know, she breastfed the kids pretty much up until the point they were able to start eating uh, baby food. You know, and a lot of we didn't really buy much baby food. You know, because she wasn't working at the time; she was stay at home mom, so she would get fresh vegetables and stuff like that, and blend it and do all that kind of stuff. You know. For them yeah. so that's the best way to go and just like i think what she was saying without trying to say it but i'm gonna say it that if the parents could make formula if there's no formula i mean she said yeah, i mean there's the recipes online you can get recipes and you know i mean if you have any sense of cooking or baking you know you can look at that recipe and make make baby formula and that's probably you know, the best way to go, just like you said with the baby food, just blend it. Because all that is, the baby food is nothing but blended vegetables, fruits, and stuff, or whatever. They might add some yeah. water, maybe some sugar. But yeah, they add water. Uh, really, no. I mean, they may add like a small amount of sugar. I don't remember. Brittany never really added any sugar, but yeah bro i mean because it's the same thing dude i used to i when i hauled just general freight i used to pick up baby food from right there in uh fort smith fort smith arkansas gerber has a baby food plant up there you know and uh we would come in you know sometimes we bring in a reefer trailer you know that we pick up we you know load out of a farm at a farm somewhere you know, a ranch somewhere, and they load our trailers with a conveyor belt on a, sh you know, and they would basically shoot the carrots in the back of the trailer. These huge ass carrots, they would just shoot them. They come, you know, they shoot them into the back of the trailer. They didn't load them in crates or anything. And then I'd go to Gerber and Fort Smith, Arkansas, and they put my truck and trailer on this lift system, and they lift the truck and trailer in the air, and all the carrots and shit would just dump down into this big old conveyor tumbler deal and go through the whole wash process and, and from there go into the blending and stuff like that so i've seen them make it it's not very hard i mean i'm sure they they add other stuff to their baby food but when you do it at home you know you're not adding any any and, preservatives and they know? said a lot of times they're adding shit in there to preserve it for shelf life exactly and, and and they said the fda said that it's dangerous for you and I, I guess you know if you if you don't know what the hell you're doing i guess so you know i mean it's a fair thing to say but 
Also, it's probably not that easy. I mean, not that hard to find somebody that can help you with it. <laughs> yeah, the FDA will tell you that it's not safe for you to make baby food, but they will allow a food chain like Subway to continue to sell you sandwiches that clearly one of the ingredients to their bread was basically the same shit that they put in a can of Fix-A-Flat. Mm. So, you know, it's kind of, I think I would, you know, if you're, you know, if you have any kind of common sense before you feed it to your child, you would, it's just like me, bro. When I was home off the road, you know, anything that my wife would get with, if she had to go somewhere or something like that, doctor's appointment, and I would stay at home with my daughter at the time, I tasted whatever she told me. This is what she eat, this, that. Even the breast milk, like literally, I, I tasted that shit. Like, okay, make sure this. My wife's like, you tasted it? Hell yeah, make sure this shit right. <laughs> for my baby, shit. My yeah. baby, if it's good enough for my baby, shit, I want to make sure it's good enough. <laughs> yeah, you it. know, like, uh, you know I mean, so taste that shit, you know, like, follow the recipe, get you some, med like, bro. That's the thing. Everybody be like, oh, this is so expensive. That's so expensive. Like, dude, they, go to lazy. the dollar store, bro. Go to they're, the dollar store. It's you can really, get a little set of measuring tools. You know, it's they the got convenience. The cups, this, that. Yeah. Motherfuckers they, don't want to take the time to do shit. Yeah. So, and, and, and so, and then the FDA is not to be trusted or not, you know, I don't know why people like, oh, it's FDA approved. And it's like, oh, it's FDA approved. Yeah. Well, FDA approved stuff that they don't approve in most countries around the effing world, bro. How many yeah. ingredients are approved by the FDA that's not approved by other countries? Yeah. That's, that's a whole like list. All of the junk, that's like all of the junk that they feed our kids in school. All of this processed as, you know, uh, you know, fake ass Salisbury steak. You know, that shit's probably got, you know, whatever parts of the meat grounded up and, and a little, you know, part of, you know, maybe got oat like wheat in it for oat the oatmeal you know that's like the meat for taco bell that shit has a lot of wheat in it it's basically like oatmeal and beef mixed together it's a meat filler you know like come on bro like the shit that they feed the kids in the schools bro like they you look at the 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 kid like lunch like i have my cousin was stationed over in korea you know and uh you know they went to different schools and stuff like that. And she took pictures of the shit that these kids was eating at school in Korea, yeah. bro. Like healthy it's, food. I seen that. Sh I saw that shit. Home There's a video like, on YouTube. Like home cooked meals. Yeah. Shit, bro. It's so different. Like it's crazy. And you know, I used to go eat breakfast with my daughter all the time. And randomly I'd come in and, and um, eat lunch with her. And you know, she was something she complained like the food is bad. I'm like, the food can't be that bad. I go and I eat with her and I'm like, I'm about to die. Like I'm about to choke on this. I can't eat. I can't even swallow this. Yeah. <laughs> this is like cornbread. Like I'm, I'm yeah. literally about to choke to death on this, and, and it tastes like nothing. Yeah, like, my two, bro. And it's not because I got money or nothing like that. But my two, they have never eaten out the cafeteria. Like they won't even buy shit out the cafeteria. I'm like, you know, because there was one time I was fixing their lunches, and they were like, and they were out of the little. Uh, cheese it crackers that they like or goldfish or something i'm like well they sell it at the lunch line at your school i don't want to buy that you know like they thinking everything in there is bad so i literally had to go 
run, you know, run that Walmart and grab a, a box of goldfish to send, you know, like. Yeah, Anaya still doesn't eat anything uh, either. Let me read Doc's comment. He says, they have mutated the forms of society so far that any individual person is going to be considered a sociopath to some group or another. And the other comment is they have to find something to do with the chicken lips and cow toes. Might as well make Chef Boyardee shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, might as well make them pans of lasagna for you to bake in the oven. That's capitalism. Race to the bottom. Fucking, uh, you know, exponential growth. Fucking, uh, what is, what do they call it? Uh, oh, damn. Oh, I was trying to find the right word phrase, but I lost it. When they talk about like, uh, damn it. I can't find the words. My brain is losing it. But I'm kind of tired. I've been working a lot. Fucking, um, basically, I'm just saying, like, it's capitalism. It's, it, 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 you know, profit, 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 profit. Um, Doc says, or it's old school, use every part of the buffalo. See, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I think what we need to do is have respect for stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um even though they be using the trash parts of animals in like uh, sausages and hot dogs and shit, bologna and shit like that, but they still, they throw away a lot, huge parts. It's kind of like when they cut down the trees, they cut down the trees and just, they cut down a whole field of trees just for like two or three trees. Like they're super wasteful in the way that they do things. They wasn't like that back then or make a dollar out of every part of the Buffalo, I guess. Um, but they, you know, it was parts of the Buffalo that they used that you couldn't sell, but it was just useful to you. Make some strings out of it to tie up your house or something. Let me play some more of this. Women have been birthing babies without medical intervention since the beginning of time. Of course, there are extenuating medical circumstances that can prevent a mother from successfully breastfeeding. And the societal and financial pressure for women to return to work can tank your supply since you need to constantly be emptying your breast of milk to keep up your supply. So I'm just saying, if you're about to say, get your titties out to solve the formula shortage, <laughs> it's more complicated than that. I suggest you get your titties out if you're throwing those comments around. <laughs> so this is where we arrive at the solutions portion of this video. And no, I'm not going to show you Bill Gates' titty milk called BioMilk, an artificial breast milk firm that offers environmentally friendly alternatives to baby formula. Although, how crazy is it that this guy is always like a common denominator in every solution? Pandemic? Don't worry, Bill has opened several vaccine factories. Food shortages? Don't worry, Bill Gates and Monsanto are buying up farmland. Formula shortage? Don't worry, Bill will squeeze synthetic milk right out of his own chest. Because remember, <laughs> men can breastfeed too, and chest feeding is the inclusive term. If oh, you are shit. a soon-to-be mother who is considering <coughs> breastfeeding, but you don't have any family who has experience Excuse with me. nursing, I'm leaving you lots of educational resources below. Also, I think we all agree that this book is really helpful by the La Leche League. The key is that you must empty your breasts of milk constantly to establish your supply in those first few weeks. Besides, there are pistons firing off in your brain each time you nurse your baby that release oxytocin, and that helps you produce prolactin, which is key in lactation. 
If you think you have a supply issue, you can include a few pumping sessions, which helps with supply and demand. The other thing I can say is there are lots of products for desperate mothers who want to lactate out there, but the key thing is staying hydrated. Water, coconut water, and even drinking milk is what has helped me the most. Moving on, if you are a mother who has an oversupply and you have like two freezers of frozen breast milk, I'm so jealous of you, but really consider donating them to your local milk bank. If you're a mother who is having trouble breastfeeding and seek to supplement, check out your local milk bank and get your baby some donor milk. This is typically a free thing, a free resource, and I'm gonna leave a link so you can find donor milk near you. After all, in the olden times, we had wet nurses, or in other words, a hired mom who would feed your baby. Given your station in life historically, wet nursing evolved from a need basis to a choice basis, like royal families typically used wet nurses, or families with slave masters used wet nurses. Which brings us to the question, what did moms do before formula? They breastfed, they used wet nurses, and they gave babies animals milk. Cow, goat, sheep, donkey, orphanages kept lactating goats and donkeys on site and fed infants directly from them. Ugh. But apparently there was this whole bacteria issue sucking straight from the teat of a farm animal. So, um, you know, highly recommended by pediatricians throughout the 1940s and 50s was this whole evaporated milk recipe where parents made their own baby formula using evaporated milk, some boiled water, and a tablespoon of um, sugar syrup. I'm not telling you to make this, but I am putting up the recipe on the screen and giving you all the ingredients and telling you that my husband's grandma fed this to all of her children back when powdered formula didn't exist. And, um, but I'm not telling you to make it if there's a formula shortage. That's not what I'm doing. So that about covers it. What do you think about the formula shortage? The timing of the formula shortage? What do the shelves look like where you live? Were you breastfed or raised on formula? Let me know. I always look forward to your comment. Yeah, so um, it's really weird the timing of the of the of the breast milk shortage. I mean the uh, formula shortage related to like just like the Roe versus Wade thing. Like I say, it's a lot of symbolic shit. What do y'all think about it? Comments, comments. Um, she said, were any of y'all breastfed? You know, uh, you know. What do y'all think about this? I don't know. I think I would have. If I had to guess, I probably was formula fed. I because my mother wasn't around. <laughs> like, so yeah. But yeah, that shit crazy. Uh, I just I feel like it's a whole plot. You know, I think it's a whole plot. You know, and and this whole ordeal with. You know, but I mean. I don't know because it's like if it's a plot to control women then and control their rights then it's like well it being a formula shortage don't you think that would make people want to have kids a lot less because of the fact that like damn formula is getting short you know like we can't properly feed our kids you know and i, mean, and I think that's the thing because amina was saying in the other video when we talked about abortion that the corporations want you to have kids so they can have more workers people paying taxes you know and it's like uh what you're saying is um uh, i think right and um you know it's so many pressures that's pushing against parents to want to have children like a lot of people are saying they don't want to have children the younger people 
are saying they don't want to have children. You know, they have a lot of factors that in their decision and then they come out to being like, well, at least not right now. This crazy, crazy world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and you got to sympathize I mean, with it, that. It's, yeah. Yeah, bro. You know, you have to. You know, I think about this stuff. You know, I think about everything that's taking place. And then, you know, um, you know, we had a, a miscarriage earlier this year. You know, and I think about that shit. You know, all of the stuff that's going on, bro. You know, I just I I give all the power to the to the Almighty, bro. Yeah, man. You know? We 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 have to bring back respect to women. They're trying to take it take us back to the eighteen hundreds, and like I say, um, so you know, no, they they want you to have babies, but they put all this pressure on you that pushes against you having babies because of the you know just the way the world is. Um, but they want to force you, and so it's like, okay, no. So we just gonna could we gonna we gonna make abortions illegal. We are gonna take away their contraception. We're not gonna teach them about sex. So what if motherfuckers just? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, okay, so they're doing away with abortions. But what if mothers? You know, if you you have this, you have women that say, okay. Well, fuck it, you know, let's just say all women say, fuck it, we're not having no more kids or we're not having kids at all. And to prevent us from having kids, we're going to all go and have hysterectomies, but they're right. going to ban hysterectomies, too, because <laughs> like, because that's a, that's a really like, good point, because I don't see them doing that. You know what I mean? Not at all. As far as like allow they're not going to allow that. And then they're not going to allow men to get snipped. They, they would fight against that 100 percent. So yeah, it's, like, it's, but that just goes to show you, bro. They they're telling you without telling you that yeah, you are a human being, and but you but don't have not, autonomy yeah. of your own yeah. body. Yeah, you don't have you, whether you're, you're a man your or a woman. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. a you're a citizen. You do what we tell you to. Period. Yeah, you know, and it's like it, the shit is it's crazy, bro. But you know, that's just yeah. Let me read some comments underneath the video. The first comment says, I was raised on formula in the mid 1960s. Doctors were telling women not to breastfeed. Excuse me. I breastfed all three of my daughters far as I, far as long as I could, for as long as I could, and using a little formula at times. Two of my daughters have children and they are breast milk only. I agree when the they introduced medical system to childbirth it destroyed the elder woman family support, destroyed wet nurse, midwives, a doula. Many women are reverting to the old ways and giving birth at home or at a birthing center. Hospitals don't like this. My prayers are with all the new moms to search for good milk and don't allow the gates of hell to give your babies their poison. Man, this comment made a few good things. Uh, like uh, we talked about the family support. And then the women having um, the babies at home and, um, the, you know, the hospitals and everybody don't like that. The doctors, they make money off of you having a baby. How much you was talking about in the other show, how much it cost you to have a baby. So think about it back in the days. How much did it cost the ancestors to have a baby? How much did it cost us when we was in the bush to have a baby? Yeah. What about what about these all these women who have babies in Ubers and shit? Yeah. Like, it's like, 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 really, what are all the doctors and nurses and shit doing? Like, okay, 
the women they need help they need support go ahead doc and what about the higher info uh what about the higher infant mortality rate when there's not a supervising uh, medical doctor you, you you know and, and that's where i was going i mean you're right you know clean hands and stuff like that but again this goes back to the point of this comment right here the mid the midwives and stuff like that you know what i'm saying you do have somebody like the, like the birthing centers now now the midwife places no but the birthing centers they normally have like one resident md on staff all times just in case something goes wrong but some of the, the other places don't but i know some of the birthing centers will have that maybe it's not like a, a practicing doctor or he can't practice but he can supervise meaning if something goes wrong you got someone that knows what they're doing there <laughs> while they're calling the damn ambulance <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah but still though in history historically you had people around that knew what they were doing because you had a woman let's say it was like in a village somebody who knew who she was always there and maybe it was other ones for all the births of all the children in you know in the village so you know that that person did have some knowledge you remember all them old movies call the midwife call the midwife call the midwife didn't matter what level of society we're in we're on the baby's coming get the midwife she comes in you go tear some rags you go boil water right which actually all that was to do was to get the men out the fucking way <laughs> give them something to do and let the women handle the shit and that's the way it's supposed to be and it shouldn't cost you two hundred thousand. how much did it cost you dudes to have the baby oh yeah because my daughter yeah she was in the uh NICU for a week but uh my wife was gonna have a natural birth but because my daughter had a bowel movement while she was uh in labor uh they had to do an emergency c-section plus with her being in the NICU and then all of the med different medicines they gave and pumping up her lungs and all that stuff i think the total bill was like 370 some thousand dollars oh my fucking god <laughs> yeah and thank god bro thank god we had insurance but you know what she would not have been alive if she was at one of those centers and maybe your wife not either yeah yeah, 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 not, yeah yeah i mean that's yeah i that, mean that's, it was at a hospital i'm thankful it. i'm thankful and on the other it, hand you know, of that it's worth every fucking penny that that daughter is alive and your wife is alive right now too yeah yeah and and that but you know that very thing that you're saying doc that's what they prey on you know what i'm saying because they know first time parent you know, you want your wife, you want your child. Yeah, they're, here, they're praying you know what I'm not, not on people, just the people that need it. They're, they're praying on, you know, they're trying Everybody. to get anybody to go and, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, like, like, man. Like, like I said, I, I, okay, I, I, see both, I see both sides of the argument. I'm good with the birthing centers as long as there's a supervising doctor there. Someone that's, you know, can recognize and, and know what's going on, you know, right away. But uh, yeah, trying to force everybody to go through the hospital is like not right because hell, sometimes it's just not practical, especially for smaller communities and country places. There's not always a doctor or a hospital to go. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. 
you know, and I think I have to give it to you, Doc, as far as like you making a good point, because my daughter had complications, too. And they kept her a long time, too. So, um, you know, I don't know. But, you know, I mean, it, I, I agree with Doc. I, we have to look at both sides of this. But why does it have to cost so much, though? That's the question, right? Why is it three hundred thousand dollars? Because the, the average doctor's malpractice insurance alone cost him three hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Then you have the cost of facilities, the insurance, all the people that are hired, the high tech gear, the machinery. Not even to mention the doctors, the specialty rooms, specialty environment rooms, specialty equipment, specialty generators that can that that can the only thing that can be used to do like x-ray mris and stuff like that they have to have specialty gen a specialty generator or at least the mri does but and all that's that money 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 and then you've got the insurance you know if, if everything would be 30 percent of the normal price if it wasn't for fucking insurance jacking everything up and the collusion between profit for-profit hospitals and the insurance agency marking all of it up so fucking high. And, and, and then you got administration on top of that, hospital administration on top of a layer on top of that. So it's it, it, it's really bullshit. It's really bullshit because those facilities, like a lot of that equipment that you're talking about, that's all state of the art. But you only have to buy that shit one fucking time. You don't have to keep buying that shit. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. No. No, it should not cost that much. There's no, there's no uh, justification for that fucking price. People can have a baby for fucking free. Mm, I, well, back in the day they could. I don't know about now. And then you gotta also look at too, bro. Look at how many women come in, and and and, and, and this is. Let me say that this is no, this is no shot at women. But look at how many women that come in to give birth that are unhealthy that already have pre-existing medical conditions you know what i'm saying so to say that they're not in this state-of-the-art hospital that has all of this shit, these means of potentially saving their lives you know and saving the life of the baby and you say you know it's like it's one of those things it's it's six in one hand half a dozen in the other you know <laughs> <laughs> how do we get around it you feel me? Okay. I was going to ask you, what does that mean? <laughs> it's yeah, basically that... the same fucking argument. It's what I, basically what it boils down to. I mean, yeah. How, how do you get around it? Well, how do you get around it? It's by having a community, a supporting community, having extended family, having aunts, uncles, and, you know, uh, well, in this situation, you need aunts, grandmas, but you know what I'm don't saying? You, don't you think you need medical professionals? Like, say, for instance, you got somebody, got a woman that has pre-existing pre heart conditions. She's giving birth. Through the birth, by her giving birth, it puts so much stress and strain on her body and her heart. She flatlines. Yeah, but look, what I'll say is this. At your, if you at your house giving birth at your house, there's a nine to, there's a chance that the, the woman and the baby could possibly die. Yeah, but a lot of that has to do with the stress that they went through during the pregnancy. Stress related no, to no 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 no. I'm talking about pre-existing health conditions because right. there is a lot of women nowadays that have pre-existing health or 
or because they're pregnant they you know the pregnancy changes their body in so many different ways there's women that you know they form uh what is it called gestational diabetes and you know cancer and shit like that from from being pregnant so if you're doing this at your house you know and you got a midwife and you know something happens you know it, it, it's it's difficult man it's just it's one of them things that they know they've already everything that we're mentioning they've already sat down and they 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 figured all of that out they factored all of that in there and that's why they charge us so much bullshit i call bullshit on the on the amount that they charging us let me read some more. It says, I breastfed three of my four babies. With my second child, I was producing milk for my son because I had a brain tumor. She said, I wasn't. I wasn't producing milk for my son because I had a brain tumor. At the time, <clears throat> formula was a lifesaver, even though I felt like a big failure, but needing three surgeries. But after my son was born, I wasn't around to even breastfeed him. I, felt, I feel awful for mothers who need formula but can't find it. I definitely think breast milk is best, but I can understand why many mothers need to give their babies formula. Thank you for sharing the homemade recipe. Praying it helps mothers that can't find formula. What strange times we live in. <clears throat> what strange times we live in. <clears throat> yeah. I'm all stuffy. I think it's allergies. Let me read some more. It says, I had my daughter at 16. I really struggled with breastfeeding and supplemented with formula the first month. Once she realized she didn't have to work for the bottle, she didn't want to breastfeed. She is now 23 and has had frequent illnesses and asthma. My son breastfed for two years and is never sick. He is 17 and ha has had maybe five colds ever. My whole family had COVID and he never got it. Wow, that's a really... That's an important ass comment. That just shows the super value of breastfeeding your child if you can do it. Like it gonna have impact on their whole life, like the rest of their life. Wow. Um, bruh, that got my mind going like a mug right there. Let me read another comment. It says, there is always a silver lining to these stories. Just like the pandemic drove so many more parents to homeschooling, so this shortage will drive more mothers to breastfeed and stay at home. Well, basically she said that in the video, but anyways. This one says, my wife had trouble producing enough milk and after hearing some of the information you provided, like you have to empty your breasts in order to stimulate production, I can see that we fell for the dependence on formula. I honestly can't imagine imagine a worse feeling than not being able to obtain formula for your infant child. Great video and fantastic information. Keep up the great content. I love your videos. Yeah. And, um, um, that's the reason why I was chopping it up. Cause I was thinking about what this other lady said, uh, while I was reading that, um, about how she said, I struggled with feeding with breastfeeding and supplemented with formula the first month. Once she realized she didn't have to work for the bottle, she didn't want to breastfeed. I think a lot of moms go through that situation where they, um, you know, maybe they want to breastfeed them, but they, you know, the baby ends up liking the formula more. 
another comment. It says Canadian here. I had my daughter in 2001 in a woman's hospital with great support from the nurses and my midwives. A lactation specialist spent the day with me teaching me how to breastfeed and made sure I was confident. I went to my first La Leche League meeting when my daughter was a week old. This made all the difference. Great book I read called Milk, Money, and Madness explained how Nestle interfered with women in developing countries by supplying free samples of formula so the baby would become dependent and mom's milk would dry it up. These poor women had no choice but to spend all their money on formula to save their babies. That's some cold-hearted shit. I want to read some more. It says, our friend group nursed each other's babies in the early 90s. It was a punk rock thing we did to avoid feeding our baby's mom, son, to laced chemical milk. Oh, Monsanto. Just write it out. Shit. Fucking confusing me. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, it, this person said our friend group nursed each other's babies in the early 90s. Uh, I guess your friend group has to all get pregnant at the same time for that to work. Let me read some more. It says, hey, Grace, thank you for bringing up goat's milk. We raised dairy goats on our small homestead, and we were asked by local mothers last year for goat milk for their babies. Anticipating this shortage, we increased the number of does this year. Get to know your local farmers and let them know your needs so they can plan accordingly. Uh, they used to give me goat milk. My daddy liked goat milk for whatever reason over like other milks. But I don't know about that as I've gotten older. Like them damn animals milk is for their freaking, you know, baby. Like <laughs> somebody's baby is losing out here. <laughs> Let me read some more. It says... Five years ago, my daughter used to send away to France for some sort of natural formula because there wasn't one formula that was healthy for my grandchild and she couldn't maintain the breast milk herself. I wonder if that industry has also been affected strong arm too. I love your reports. Thank you, sister. New moms are convinced breastfeeding is hard before they even start. The hospital offers specialists who seem to do nothing but make people nervous about it. I'm not able to breastfeed due to being on several medications for a chronic illness. Luckily, my daughter is nine months now and doesn't need as much formula, but we are still dependent on it. I feel like these shortages are just another way to put the squeeze on us and drain us psychologically. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. One more comment. It says, I've told this story before. My SIL is a registered nurse. Her chapter on breastfeeding was written by Abbott Labs. Just follow the money. Ugh. Okay, <clears throat> I'm pretty much done with this topic. Y'all got comments? Um, yes, there's some comments here. Doc says, when you eat nothing but chicken nuggets and drink nothing but diet sodas, you are not healthy and probably not able to produce milk. What the fuck? Breastfed for two years? Isn't that a little weird? I don't think so. I don't think so, Doc. I don't think so. Um, two years is probably, but still, like the health of that child, and it's all about the mom and the child's relationship. Um, two years old is a baby. Uh, my, my wife, my wife bred, uh, breastfed both of my kids, so they were two. Damn it, uh, my son, so he was probably about two and a half. Yeah, him and my daughter. My daughter weaned herself off. 
at about like, like two. Yeah, like two. She was years like, "I'm good son. with this. <laughs> I'm yeah, good yeah, with my, this." My son, on the other hand, yeah, my wife had to get him off, and he was about two, two and a half when she finally got him off. But I mean, they actually, our pediatrician actually, you know, what I'm saying, told my wife, "Hey, like, hey, keep going," you know. Like, you know, because she was wanting to take them off after a year, you know, and the pediatrician was like, hey, if they keep wanting it, then, hey, give it to them. It's good for the mom and the child. Yeah. Both are benefiting. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, yeah. I mean, only five years old. Was, you know, that every time I try to be a little nasty and go suck on the titties, I was getting a mouthful <laughs> of breast milk, you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> you like that shit. Nasty yeah. motherfucker. Doc yeah. says, I mean, they start to talk by then, but I guess manners can start to. Thanks for the titty, mom. <laughs> yeah. Doc know, Doc know he wouldn't mind some some uh, uh, titty milk, uh, uh, milk filled titties right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, who don't like titties? Do people ever say that? I hate titties. I hate titties because they always in my way. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let me play this. I played this at the beginning, but y'all probably didn't see it. I'm, I might be able to stop. I don't know if I can stop these, but here we go. Oh, shit. What is it doing? Hold on. I'm not sharing this, huh? Oh, let me share this. Doc, let me read his comment. Doc says, I had to clean up my eye out once or twice. <laughs> Both of y'all are dirty and going to hell. <laughs> hell, I tell you. I'm going to want to get into the topic. But. So while we get Deuce back, I'm going to play this. Welcome to Democracy Now!, democracynow.org, The War and Peace Report. I'm Amy Goodman. President Biden's visiting Buffalo today as families there mourn the victims of Saturday's massacre. When a white 18-year-old suspect killed 10 people at a supermarket, he deliberately, deliberately targeted in the city's black community. Investigators say the shooter spent months carefully planning his assault and intended to continue his rampage with an attack on a second location. Amidst the morning, calls for justice are growing. Civil rights lawyer Ben Crump spoke in Buffalo Monday. What happened on Saturday was an act of domestic terrorism. And we have to define it as such. We can't sugarcoat it. We can't try to explain it away, talking about mental illness. No, this was an act of domestic terrorism perpetrated by a young white supremacist. We'll have the latest on the Buffalo Massacre after headlines. And Yeah, well, you know we have to talk about this. Um, the fucking symbology, let me tell you something. There's something with this image. There's an image I keep seeing floating around. 
I don't know if this is the image, but it's very similar to this one. And I don't know, but this caught my eye. It wasn't this specific image, but it was an image that looked something like this. I think it was the side of the building, but it's with the top's name of the restaurant with the red uh, and the white. Yeah, so, but no, but beyond the actual name of like, it's something with that. You know what I'm saying? I can't put my finger on it, but as time goes on, I'm going to come back to this. But there's something, there's a symbolic, people don't understand, like these events are bigger or whatever. These these events, you know, they, they have like, they're a part of a bigger picture. And also like with the media and the way that they do things, like I say, it's a damn play. And sometimes they have images that represent something now like right now i can't put my finger on what it is i'm gonna come back to it i really been thinking about this heavy yeah but i'm gonna come back to this topic <laughs> let me read some let's play some more of this left in ruins after months of fighting the standoff at the steel plant lasted for months the u.s senate has voted to advance a 40 billion dollar military and economic aid package for ukraine by a vote of 81 to 11. the senate agreed to limit debate on the bill setting up its passage which is expected on wednesday the entire democratic caucus supported the measure the 11 no votes came from republicans including senator ron paul who temporarily stalled passage of the 40 billion dollar package last week Paul accused Senate leaders of trying to ram through the spending bill without any oversight on how the money is being spent. Russian President Vladimir Putin has said Russia can accept Finland and Sweden joining NATO, but not if new military bases are set up in the two countries. As for the expansion of NATO, including through new members of the alliance, Finland and Sweden, Russia wants to inform you that it has no problems with these states, none. And so in this sense, there is no immediate threat to Russia from an expansion of NATO to include these countries. But the expansion of military infrastructure into this territory would certainly provoke our response. I hope they hear this guy. Um, I was talking about the uh, buildup, you know what I'm saying? Like the buildup before World War One and before World War Two, And you see, I swear to God, that's what I see is happening. And fucking Sweden and Finland have been neutral. I don't know how long. I'm going to look that up and we're going to come back to that. Not today, probably tomorrow. But because I've been thinking about that. So I'm going to look it up and talk about it tomorrow. But how long they have been neutral. I really want that number. But they've been neutral for a long ass time and fucking like they're not no more like they're they're both petitioning sweden and finland are both petitioning to be a part of nato and therefore they won't be neutral anymore so there's a thing with that related to europe and all of these european countries and you know world war ii sparked in there world war one sparked in there it's them countries kind of like pushing and tugging on each other you know what i'm saying and then getting kind of like the huge other parts of the world involved and that's what i see happening because you see how they're getting so many people involved in the Ukraine thing. Anyways, I'm going to play some more. What that response will be, we will see what threats are created for us. On Monday, Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan hinted he may block Sweden and Finland from joining NATO, but many analysts expect Turkey to back down in exchange for some concessions. Turkey's accused both countries of supporting the PKK, the Kurdistan Workers' Party, which is banned in Turkey. 
New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has tested positive for COVID-19, is isolating at home with moderate symptoms. Ardern's government oversaw one of the world's most successful campaigns to stamp out the coronavirus until a wave of Omicron infections earlier this year forced New Zealand to abandon its zero COVID strategy. More than 80 percent of New Zealand's population is fully vaccinated and the nation's per capita death rate from COVID is nearly 16 times lower than the U.S. In China, authorities say Shanghai has achieved zero COVID status after no new cases. That stat was misleading when you compare it to the United States, because we kind of, I want to say we blow everybody out the water, so of community spread were detected for three consecutive days. This comes as a lockdown affecting some 25 million Shanghai residents is now in its seventh week. Public health restrictions across China this year have impacted hundreds of millions of people, driving the official unemployment rate to more than 6% in April. That's China's highest jobless rate since February 2020. Here in New York City, public health officials strongly recommended Monday people wear medical grade masks indoors, but stop short of ordering a mask mandate. The warning came as New York prepared to raise its COVID alert level too high for the second time this month. Meanwhile, the New York Times reports the Food and Drug Administration's poised to authorize third dose booster shots of Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine for children age five to 11. OMG. Across the U.S., coronavirus hospitalizations are continuing to with public health officials warning the nearly 100,000 new cases reported each day represents a significant undercount. No comment. The Supreme Court's conservative majority has sided with Texas Republican Senator Ted Cruz in a case challenging a federal anti-bribery law. Writing for the majority in Monday's six to three opinion, Chief Justice John Roberts ruled that the First Amendment's guarantee of free speech protects the right of a candidate to use unlimited post-election contributions to repay loans made to their campaign. Uh, do y'all understand that? This picture right here says a lot. Anyways, what they're saying is, is all that money that they gave you during your campaign, whether you lose it or lost or whatever, you can just keep that money and, you know, spend it on basically whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, bro. I'm going to play some more finance law known as the McCain-Feingold Act previously capped such loans at a quarter million dollars. In her dissent, Justice Elena Kagan wrote, quote, the theory of the legislation is easy to grasp. Political contributions that will line a candidate's own pockets given after his election to office pose a significant danger of corruption, she said. The Biden administration's easing Trump-era restrictions on travel between the United States and Cuba. The State Department said Monday it'll reinstate the Cuba Family Reunification Parole Program, expanding visa processing and making it easier for families to visit relatives in Cuba. The administration's also lifting a $1,000 cap on remittances family members can send to relatives in Cuba. The new measures fall short of U.S.-Cuban rapprochement seen under former President Obama. 
In occupied East Jerusalem, dozens of Palestinians were injured Monday as Israeli forces used rubber-coated steel bullets, tear gas, and foul-smelling skunk water to attack a funeral procession of a Palestinian man killed by Israeli soldiers. On Saturday, Walid al-Sharif succumbed to wounds he suffered April 22nd when Israeli troops shot him in the head with a rubber-coated bullet as they fired so-called less lethal munitions at worshippers at the Al-Aqsa Mosque. An eyewitness said Israeli forces left al-Sharif bleeding for nearly half an hour before he was finally taken to the hospital in a coma. He's among 54 Palestinians killed by Israeli forces since the beginning of the year. Meanwhile, the Catholic Church's top official in Jerusalem has condemned Israeli police for their violent attack on last Friday's funeral for Shireen Abu Akleh. The veteran Al Jazeera's journalist was killed last week covering an Israeli raid in the West Bank and attacked Palestinians and Al Jazeera blame on Israeli military snipers. Archbishop Pier Batista Pizzabala said on Monday, Israel's attack on Shireen Abu Akleh's funeral was a severe violation of international norms and regulations. The police stormed into a Christian health institute, disrespecting the church, disrespecting the Health Institute, disrespecting the memory of the deceased, and forcing the pallbearers almost to drop the coffin. Israeli's police invasion and disproportionate use of force, attacking mourners, striking them with batons, using smoke grenades, shooting rubber bullets, bullets frightening the hospital patients, is a severe violation of international norms and regulations. In Lebanon, Hezbollah and its political international law allies have lost their majority in parliament after final results from Sunday's election showed no outright winner. The inconclusive outcome leaves Lebanon's parliament split among several camps, even as the nation grapples with soaring inflation, rampant poverty and corruption. It was Lebanon's first election since a devastating economic collapse in 2019 and the massive 2020 explosion at the port of Beirut that killed at least 215 people while destroying entire neighborhoods. Sri Lanka's newly sworn in prime minister has warned his nation is down to a one-day supply of gasoline as a devastating economic crisis is set to deepen. Renio Wickremesinghe said Monday, Sri Lanka's government will have to print money to pay government wages, even though it'll lead to the devaluation of the currency. He said Sri Lanka will seek to privatize its state-owned airline and called on citizens to accept even deeper austerity measures. The next couple of months will be the most difficult ones of our lives. We must prepare ourselves to make some sacrifices and face the challenges of this period. I have no desire to hide the truth and to lie to the public. Although these facts are unpleasant and terrifying, this is the true situation. This is how they take over countries now. They use the IMF and the World Bank. In recent weeks, Sri Lanka has been rocked by protests demanding the ouster of the president, Mahinda Rajapaksa, among rolling blackouts, soaring inflation and shortages for fuel, medicine and water. Back in the United States, the Biden administration's announced a number of steps to alleviate a critical nationwide shortage of baby formula. The Food and Drug Administration and Abbott Laboratories have reached an agreement to allow Abbott to reopen the nation's largest baby formula plant, which was closed after 
due to concerns over bacterial contamination following the deaths of two babies. Meanwhile, the FDA has eased import rules on baby formula made overseas, and the American Academy of Pediatrics has said babies as young as six months old can now be fed cow's milk for a brief period of time due to the baby formula shortage. Up until now, pediatricians had recommended babies not be fed cow's milk until they are one year old. Mm. We'll have more on this story later in the broadcast. And the long cow's milk. Y'all gonna feed your newborn baby, little bitty baby, some freaking milk from the cow? Longtime LGBTQ lawyer and activist Irva Shivad has died at the age of 63. From 1989 to 1992, she headed the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force and became... Okay, anyways, I want to go into the... Um, I want to go into the um, uh, the milk thing. Uh, let, let's, let's go into that, and then I'm going to come back to um, the, uh, the shooting in New York. Because I'm kind of emotional about that, and if I need to get... I need to, you know... I need to work my way to that because that shit right there is pretty fucking painful. And I know we're going to get into all the little nuances and shit about it. So I'm probably sure I'm going to get emotional. So I ain't ready for that yet. So let me um, pull this. Let me find this shit. News networks are not even getting clicks like that. So this shows like there's an opportunity for this, what we're doing here on this show. Um, so I really enjoyed seeing you be confident in your perspective. Um, and I think that you have a lot to say, especially when I, so I saw a lot about, um, social issues and politics and I will be honest, like I'm not as well versed as I probably should be. Um, but I really appreciated being able to learn. Um, from your content, I think a lot of people and also have a different perspective. So I think a lot of people, it's kind of like an echo chamber. They like what right. they, they like hearing, what they like hearing. And so I'm very much a person who I, I love seeing both sides. I love getting different perspectives. I love getting different opinions. So I really enjoy being able to learn things from We want you to be an activist and don't take our word for it. Look that shit up. Pulling. <laughs> 